This is the GPL Podcast from gopherpucklive.com. This podcast is sponsored by Jerry Peters and First Class Mortgage. Our expertise, your peace of mind. Visit us at firstclassmortgage.com. Now let's start the show with your hosts, Jupiter and Vigo. Good evening and welcome to the GPL podcast, episode number 201. Well, Vigs, it happened again. Another lovely Friday night, but this one started off much better. They were playing really well. Played pretty solid first period. It was up 1-0, two late goals by Myers. It's 3-0. Everything's looking great. And then everything wasn't looking great. You know, I don't feel like energy has been the issue so far for the Gophers. Like, I feel like when they come to the start the series, you know, the energy is at least there. But the brains on Friday night, whether they're at home or on the road, the brains are not fully operational. And, you know, those are some of the problems that are holding this team and this program back from hitting some of the expectations that people are putting out there for them. And you can tell it's kind of getting to the coach just a little bit. <laughs> well, you mentioned he, uh, you were commenting on some of his comments this week, uh, just a little while ago saying, you know, you know, you can only kind of throw the garbage can so many times a season. You can only kick the garbage kick can. Kick the garbage can. There you go. Three times a year. If anybody's a big fan of Letter Kenny, their coach has some epic garbage can kicks just, just for people <laughs> if, you know, they're getting a little bored on a, on a Thursday night, waiting for a hockey weekend to come around, kick the can, letter Kenny. Yeah. Well, what can you do? Hey, if anyone is watching live on Twitter, Facebook, or or the YouTube channel, throw us some questions. We're taking questions tonight, you know. It's kind of an open uh, session since we not, don't not have a guest. I was kind of actually looking forward to not having a guest, Viggs, just because it's kind of nice to sit back and just relax for a little while. Just a little therapy session. Kind of. Yeah, of, and we think we need it. Go for nation, yeah. I'm done picking sweeps until this team can prove to me they can win on a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, the issues for this team are pretty consistent in making mental mistakes throughout the game. You know, the, the big ones for me right now are forwards who are missing the net. Basically Ugh. creating a turnover, feeding the other team's offense. Uh, the other different one is forwards leaving the zone too early trying to get an offense stretching out maybe leaving their defenseman and their goaltender defenseless uh, even, number three even i even i noticed that Viggs. i'm not a great <laughs> hockey mind by league but i kept watching it last week even though you know they won that saturday night i still saw it happening like i bet you Viggs notices that because if i notice it you notice it that's one of the easy ones to spot. You know, they stretch out and <laughs> it's like, oh, nobody's open. You can't get the puck through there. You know, it's it's really frustrating. Three, taking bad penalties in the offensive zone. Ooh. You know, we've seen this happen to number nine way too frequently. And when that happens, you know, you start killing penalties right from the start. Your ice time gets all messed up. And they count on Walker to kill penalties with McLaughlin too. So, you know, you're starting to – mess up your pairs there we saw Hugland get an opportunity to kill some penalties mm-hmm. you know so those are the first three maybe we'll take a little pause here a little bit you can reflect on those 
and and we'll get back to the other ones later. Maybe it's time to let Jack sit and watch the game. We know how well that would go over with Matsko. Uh, we are yeah. our, our, our friend Jess Myers keeps kind of prodding Coach Matsko after the game, and uh, this week it was like when he kind of mentioned that it's the dumbest question he's ever heard. Yeah, that was that was Bob's initial reaction uh, <laughs> to the question on Friday night. And then on Saturday, Jack came back, saw a little less work, got the shutout. And so at availability on Tuesday, Bob's like, and we got this guy over here telling me to bench the guy. Put him back <laughs> out there. What does he do? He gets a shutout. <laughs> so I don't know uh, when uh, Go For Puck Live YouTube is going to be posting that availability. But that's basically Bob talking to me and uh, pointy at Jess about the question. So I'm collecting Jess Myers' uh, uh, Matsko reactions. We got the Are You Crazy from a couple of years ago. We got Dumbest Question. And maybe we'll add that one to the pile. I, I hadn't had a chance to look at the, the availability today, but uh, uh, maybe tomorrow morning I'll put it all together if it's available for us to put together. So. Well, they do say that college hockey has one of the longest seasons of all sports. I, I think Jeff and Bob might be looking forward to winter break, which is just six <laughs> games away. Six games away, and we get a little winter break for these two. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, Steve Larson, Jack is not going to sit. Yeah, He's I think not. unless Jack gets an injury like he almost did the other night, which was kind of a scary moment. Or, Madison, you know, yeah. if he gets sick or something, you know, that's probably the only way Jack's going to sit, you know, for this team to get to the, the heights that wants to reach Jack needs to find his game. And I think the only way he's going to find it is by playing. I don't know if it helps this team to put in Brennan Boynton, who's basically had four practices all season because of a myriad of issues affecting him. Uh, Justin close, nice guy. Did a nice job when he stepped in, but I don't think a guy like that is ready to see 40 shots. No. You know, typically goalies, you know, you can look good for a little bit, but when you start seeing 40 shots, you know, any little deficiency, you know, they start to slip through. Yeah. And and it's probably not a good plan. Quite honestly, Viggs, we're not going to see either of those two goalies unless, let's say, uh, they give up five at Michigan and they just pull a goalie during the game. Otherwise, realistically, we're not going to see either of those two play until the exhibition against Team USA. Yeah. You would, and, under 18. And, and the workload for a college goalie, you know, saying that maybe they need a break. If anything, it would be a mental break, and that's going to come over winter break here. And, and he can, you know, reset his mind a little bit. Because I don't think we're seeing a lot of physical issues or technique issues with Jack. You know, we're just seeing him not be sharp, sharp like we're used to seeing. And some of that just, you know, he, yeah, he, I would say sitting him is not going to help in that in that way. He got a shutout Saturday night. <clears throat> Didn't have a lot of work. Um, and and the positive thing besides, you know, him getting the shutout Saturday night is that the team did come back and played solid. Could have done better, hitting the goal a little bit better, but <clears throat> team defense played really great in front of him. Much smarter play by the team. Yeah, you didn't see the turnovers, a lot of odd man rushes. You didn't see dangerous plays at the blue lines. Breakaways. You know, if, if we get if we get into it, you know, some of the other things that this team needs to do, be smart around the blue lines. You know, both breaking the puck out 
We saw on Friday night, Ryan Johnson tried to do a 360 right into pressure, turn it over, you know, rush going the other way. You know, a shot from distance. It was a nice shot, but it was from distance that found the net. That was that was troubling. And then you also have your defensemen at the offensive blue line who are sometimes trying to do too much, walking the puck around, getting into trouble, creating rushes the other way as well. So, you know, those are probably a couple more problems that are recurring with this team. You know, Bob says this team's going to be its best when they play patient. And that's mm-hmm. what they did on Saturday. And looked at the goals they got from Sorensen and Nyes on Saturday. Two, two very skillful plays. Yeah, Nyes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It... <laughs> he, I hate to see, it, I hate to see it if he really finds his game because, wow. Yeah, I, I think he has been the biggest surprise maybe in college hockey this year. You know, he's just gone up and up and up, you know, after struggling a little bit with Tri-City in the USHL, you know, maybe going through that growing pain that hockey players need to go through sometimes where they get into a series of games where they don't find the net. They're not on the score sheet and just keep working and grinding your way through it. Good things will happen. He had a great World Junior summer camp. Looking like he'll be going uh, to Edmonton for the mm-hmm. World Juniors this year and uh, make a huge impact for the Gophers. Our boy Mote, another player, seems to be struggling, surprisingly struggling, Jackson Lacombe. Well, you know, other teams know who he is now, and they know what things can get him into trouble. I thought one thing we noticed with Ohio State this weekend I thought they really scouted Minnesota really, really well. And they were giving Minnesota some fits in the special teams. And I thought they were taking things away. You know, another team that did that was uh, UMD and St. Cloud State. You know, they really knew how to pressure the gopher defensemen right from the start. And, you know, it's a growing pain for those guys to go through, you know, being targeted. And they just have to be smarter, you know, playing honest hockey. You know, that just means not forcing the play when you don't have to. Viggs, I know a big thing for you over the years is entrance into the offensive zone, not losing the puck at the blue line, uh, making a smart play. If they're stopping you, maybe dump and chase, things like that. How is the team doing in that department? You know, it hasn't been as bad as it's been in the past couple years where you're just seeing players be reckless on entries. You know, you see a couple times once they gain the zone, they maybe expose the puck a little bit too easily trying to create something that's not there or the worst thing this year is just shooting the puck either into a non-dangerous area, you know, up right at the goalie's gloves or missing the net and sending it the other way. Those have been kind of the issues on entries that I've noticed this year uh, more than anything. Minnesota has enough skill, especially at home to spread out the blue line and create gaps for a a fourth player to come through and, and possess the puck so they can get their offense going but the problem is, you know, once you cross that blue line, if you if you shoot and miss, you, your possession's over. And that's what's happening right now more than anything, I think. They need to be more patient with, once they do get in the zone, working the puck around. I think we saw that on the Sorensen goal um, Saturday night. You know, Nye's made a nice shot block in his own end. The Gophers got in transition. And they didn't just waste it by throwing the puck around or whatever. They got into their ground game below the dots and they made some plays. And then Sorensen, you know, got a puck on net and scored. It's frustrating. (laughs) 
well, it's it is frustrating. Fr- it's, it's, frustrating. it's a complex see- game. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I'm just, you know, you see the way they started Friday night, and then it just fell apart, lost confidence. Um, Jack was not great Friday night. Nope. Didn't help. Nope. There's some things he could have had. A couple of pucks were upper corner. They weren't terrible shots. Um, but as we've always said in the past, um, sometimes you just need the goalie to make a save. It, it, sometimes it's, I mean, sometimes you just need them to make that save because it could be the difference in the game. And right. and we're just seeing less of that this year. That's I think where people are frustrated. Yeah, I think you are seeing less of it. the The problem is on some of those is that the the defense needs to know that their goalie isn't on his a game, and they gotta play better gaps so the players aren't able to seam the puck across the ice and force Jack to have to find his way across the crease and keep his angle and get square. Give him some easy shots where the puck is just going to stay down one side of the rink so Jack can commit to a shooter and just know that that shot's coming because that player doesn't have any other thing to do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's when the puck is moving across the ice where Jack's got to slide across and and get set again, you know, you're going to get into trouble. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think the team can help him out a little bit because he was there for them a lot last year when they got off to their good start. Uh, if you're watching us live on Twitter, <clears throat> just use the hashtag uh, hashtag GPL podcast. We'll see your question. I'll try to we'll try to get it on the air and talk about it. Obviously, if you're in, watching on Facebook or on YouTube, we can see your questions coming through and we'll get them up as we can. I noticed one came in right before we went on the air from t- on Twitter. I just put it in the question mark here. Ryan Davis with Middlestead, Thomas, and Chelsea. Or, well, yeah, Chelsea. Um, all signing national letters of intent. Is it safe to say Faber, Johnson, and Lacombe are gone up this year? Or where do we go with that? I mean, you know, we've we've talked about recently there are no freshmen back there. You got to keep the line coming. Um, this year there wasn't, but obviously, you know, some of these guys not may, might not be around. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to be losing Brinkman. He's going to age out. I just don't see any way that Bob is going to be trying to extend fifth years to, to guys like that. So I, I think they're going to have to replace one there. And they're short this year. You know, they are. They, they didn't go 10 like they did previous years. Yeah, usually you'd like to have a few more defensemen than, than they currently have on the roster. Like on Monday, they only had 4D for practice. Hmm. And so that makes even practicing kind of challenging and and Bob mentioned it this week. He's like, we've been so banged up. I think our conditioning level as a team is going down a little bit because the way Bob is kind of operating some of these things is they're almost doing like half ice zone work where there's just one defenseman going at a time because they don't have enough numbers to really do full ice type stuff. And they have things that they want to work on in zone with the guys that they can practice with. So it, it gets to be a little bit of a challenge for them to, to figure that out. So I, you know, I think those three are going to come in. I was a little surprised. I think that Cal Thomas was one of the guys that, that signed his NLI, but you know, when you sign that letter, it means that the school has offered you a spot for that next fall. Mm-hmm. There's always a situation where a player could defer their enrollment and say, you know, I just want to get everybody else out of my ear and commit to, <laughs> A school like Mason Evers did that. I think he signed his letter a year early and then played a year of juniors and then came that next fall. 
Uh, so that happens from time to time, but I, I wouldn't read too much into it that all three of those guys are gone. Cause heck, uh, Johnson and Faber got broken up on Friday night. You know, those are probably their top two defensemen, and even they were struggling. And, and we bit. talked about it at the beginning of the season, too, when we kind of learned that you know, they only have eight defensemen compared to eight or ten they've had previous years. Could be a little thin. And, you know, we're finding out that it is a little thin. You know, we've had some guys out. And, uh, you know, you know, that's hockey. Injuries happen, so... Um, I, I'm kind of with you on that, Viggs. You know, they, they, they need to bump it up to 10 next year if they can. If they can make the scholarship stuff work, you know. Um, I do kind of wonder, you know, John Middlestead hasn't signed yet. You kind of wonder what's going on there because I think he's going to age out of USHL eligibility next year. I think he's going to be 21 uh, next fall by the time the, the puck drops in the season. So I don't think he's eligible to play um ushl hockey for the full year so maybe they'll have to figure something out there yes uh, this is probably tom's or somebody go for paul live have your (laughs) expectations for this team changed they haven't for for you first how about they have they have not changed for me i expect this team to uh, this is a frozen 14 they have got that kind of skill i will be disappointed if they don't get there and if moscow can't get the team to get to that point, even the beginning of the season, Mats goes, we have a good team. Okay. Prove it. Mm-hmm. Show us. Um, and so far we, we've seen some pieces of it, but uh, it's, they're just not very consistent. They need to get it up. They need to get it going. I'm right with you. I think the <laughs> expectations for this team with the talent they have coming back, you know, this is a team that should get a number one seed. And I think if they can play well in this next six game stretch, that's still something they can achieve. But if they drop, you know, two games to, to Nodak here in those flashy new white jerseys that they unveiled today, you know, we'll get into that later. (laughs) If they don't do well against Michigan this year, then, you know, they're fighting to get, you know, even a bid if they start dropping games Mm -hmm. like that. But the expectation for me is a one seed and and get out of the regional and get to the frozen four again. You know, this is how you build your roster for a season like this. Yep. And there's going to be a lot more uncertainties next year with the roster. So they got to take advantage of it this year. They definitely do. They definitely do. Well, we're going to get more into that in a second. But first, we need to hear from our sponsor. Hey, fellow GPLers. Jerry Peters here from First Class Mortgage. Have you refinanced your home in the last 12 months? If you haven't, chances are you should. Record low interest rates and skyrocketing home values make this the perfect time to remove monthly PMI while improving your interest rate at the same time. You can also use the equity in your home to finance those home improvement projects. Or you can consolidate high interest rate credit cards into one new low monthly payment. To hear more, call or text me today at 612-940-3291. You can email me at jerry at firstclasscorp.com or you could go to firstclassmortgage.com to fill out a free online application. Mention the GPL podcast and receive a $300 closing cost credit. Some restrictions do apply. First Class Mortgage's NMLS number is 322842 minus 480200. This is not an agreement to lock into an interest rate under Minnesota law. First Class Mortgage is an equal housing lender. 
Well, Viggs, our, our next week guest, Mr. Brad Schlossman, tweeting out some fine-looking North Dakota jerseys today. Um, well, they're fine for them. I don't really care. But uh, here we go. Already for sale at the at the Ralph store. Those brand new Nodak jerseys. I people are saying, "Oh, who cares if they're good?" You know, it's not about what the jerseys look like. It's about them having their shit together. Vigs. They have a brand new jersey, just released today, and it's already for sale. <clears throat> I go to the official university website. That is a store connected right to their fanatics. There are zero jerseys for sale. There are zero basketball jerseys. There's no baseball. I mean, only thing are a couple football jerseys. What the hell is going on with Minnesota? How can they cannot keep up with North Dakota and a lot of other local schools when it comes to jerseys? I think you know the answer to this. <laughs> there isn't someone at the university who has enough authority who cares. Yep. If if exactly. someone had, if someone in Mark Coyle's department cared enough to make this stuff happen, you would see it out there. But it's, you know, I tweet about this stuff to try to make people aware, get people talking. You know, because if you get more people talking, you get more people talking to the U. There will be pressure eventually, but if people don't talk about it, it just slowly gets not. You know, nobody cares. The fact I couldn't find a basketball jersey on their own site. How does that happen? It it certainly is a weird phenomenon. Like you watch hockey games in Canada. I bet about half the people in the building are wearing a jersey. You watch a North Dakota game. Oh, yes. I bet probably three quarters of their fans can wear jerseys, especially like when they go do their road trip in Nashville. Like those fans want to wear hockey jerseys. You look at Mariucci, you see some of the diehards who've got the custom stuff from Vintage. Yep. But you Former just, sponsor, but we will keep pushing their stuff forever because it's great stuff. It is great stuff. You, you'll see those around but you don't see a ton of kind of the standard, you know, bookstore type Jersey that you can find. And I think part of it's because the quality that they do put out doesn't match what the wild put out, what North Dakota puts out, what the other NHL teams are putting out there. And I think if they put in some small effort, you would see a response. And the thing is, it we know, Viggs, it's not the hockey team. It's not the marketing team behind hockey. It's the people above that make these kind of decisions. And, you know, I, we know that the, the, the school is struggling with finances and things like this. Um, we know a lot of people have left. I don't even know if they have a marketing person right now. I don't think they do, actually. For hockey. Yeah. So that's bad enough. That's just the sign of the times, people moving on and people covering other people's jobs and whatnot. But, you know, I just see the fact that, you know, North Dakota puts out a jersey today, shows it off, and it's for sale right now. Minnesota is embarrassing when it comes to this. I'm sorry. They're just embarrassing. I I will defend the U on a lot of things. This is not one of them because it's <laughs> obvious they they don't care. So, 
And it's not that it's not the hockey people really the care. Hockey Gosh, the they hockey care. Pay, if the They're hockey people could do this on their own, they would take care of it. But they're they embarrassed themselves. They hate it. They they just they're so handcuffed. They can't do a thing. There's a little bit of uh, red tape and bureaucracy at the U. I'm very familiar with it. And you know, I'm going to keep pointing it out on 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 Twitter or wherever I have to. And if we... until Pat Micheletti comes up and threatens you at, at Mary mm. I think we should maybe get Pat involved. Maybe Pat, Pat, <laughs> stay listen to Pat. <laughs> well, here we go. Mote, they should just hire you, Viggs. Not your expertise, though, is it? Not not really my expertise. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I know a lot about hockey, but I'm not sure about merchandising quite yet. And the th- and it's just sad they don't have somebody there to listen, Viggs. Um, we know for a fact you could buy... They could just get a ton of extra authentics each year or when they do their jersey or get a ton of extra. They could mark them up. I want to say authentics base, you know, probably 160 to 200. Yep. They could sell them for 300, gone. People, I don't know if they'd be gone, but they they could sell them and that's a nice profit. Yes. I think they, they could sell them pretty. Pretty, pretty handily. I know they've done it once before and they were gone like the first weekend. Yeah, somebody within the marketing team was able to, when they, the last year of the WCHA, the Gophers got new jerseys. So when they put in their order for the three versions of the jerseys that season, you know, the, the, it was the white Gophers across, mm-hmm. road, and home. They ordered 30 extra jerseys. 10 home, 10 road, and 10 of the home alternates. I was fortunate to get one of those. I, it, You know, it's got the WCHA patch on it. It actually has a fight strap on it. Doesn't have any lettering or anything else, but you know what? It's a beautiful jersey, Viggs. I cherish it. I put it up back here sometimes. That's the old practice jersey we got back there right now, but I put it back here sometimes. Um, Just, you know what? Just getting a decent replica. Viggs, we've seen a lot of painful years in that one. You've seen a replica, and it's got an M that is just not the university M. It's not quite right, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been bad. Um, But, you know, there's fans out there who would buy Authentics. There are fans out there who would buy the close replicas. I've got quite a few replicas that look great that have been done over the years. If, if they're done well, you know. Yeah. So... I, it just seems like they're really missing. You know, you talk about making money. This is a good opportunity. And like I said, I couldn't go. I couldn't go get a basketball jersey if I wanted to right now. Heck, I would love to. What? I would love to have a baseball jersey. Those things are nice. And if, and if it's the like mechanics of trying to figure out how many to get, you know, offer them to your season ticket holders somehow. Like offer some sort of discounted you know, almost at cost type Jersey for a season ticket holder to buy. And that gets you started on however big an order you have to make to make this happen. We need you to know? find out who's in charge here. Do we need to well, go right? It's, to, do we need to go right to coil? Well, we got to go right to Tom McGinnis. Probably Tom McGinnis <laughs> is the aid assistant AD in charge of hockey. You know, he's the one who's responsible for a lot of these kinds of things. So if you see him around the rink, you can always bring up jerseys to him and, 
and he's the right person. Tom McGinnis's phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be posted on Gover Puck Live later. So visit the website. I'm sure not be a by me. I will not be doing that, folks. It is public out there. So, I, yeah, people. Um, but they, find they, it. Did out, they did outsource a lot of their stuff to Fanatics this last year, and it was kind of a late deal that just happened before the football season started. So I think maybe that could explain some of this stuff. You know, we had a discussion with Bob this week about supply chain issues and the U ordered all their sticks, all their skates, all their equipment stuff right away at the start of the season, just so they wouldn't get mid year and try to order stuff and not be able to get it. So like they planned ahead on that, but fanatics may not have planned ahead on go for hockey jerseys. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's kind of like the attendance thing. We're going to keep coming back to it. Vegas. At least, oh, well, the Jersey thing has been a problem for longer than the attendance thing. Yeah, at least in my eyes, because you know we have seen some really bad, really bad replicas over the year, over the years. <clears throat> and oh, Tim Hapke, I think it was Hapke. The story of Mary G is horrible. <laughs> and they talk about the store at that uh, the Ralph is just amazing. It's like the Wild Hockey Log store <clears throat> yeah. at the Ralph. Like they, yeah. they care. Like North Dakota knows that their money is made at hockey games and they invest all their marketing talents into that sport. I used to go, when I'd go on North Dakota trips or North Dakota trips or to Duluth or wherever it may be, I would go get an official game puck from every arena for my, I'd give it to my daughter. She's got like the Mankato, she's got North Dakota, but she's got Duluth, St. Cloud. <clears throat> that's all because their store is all you could buy an official game puck. Mm-hmm. Not at Minnesota. Got all these nice little artsy fartsy ones that aren't game pucks, but it's just, it's the simple little things like that Viggs, that I think that are frustrating. The, 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 the game pucks I have back here were all earned. Took one in the face last week. Should have kept that game puck. Maybe. Should have kept but I one. Didn't. I thought about it, but I was actually stunned. You know, I was kind of stunned when it hit me because it came. Pitlick had lifted the puck into the zone. He was on the the red line. It came up way at an angle. I'm right on the side of glass. I'm sitting there ready to looking at something. All of a sudden, wham! Right in my face. Felt great. And I was kind of stunned for a second. I'm like, look at it. It literally dropped into me. The ref looks at me. He's on the other side of the glass. Kind of look at me. You okay? Here you go. I just oh. gave it to him through the hole. I'm like, it's not a big deal. We got to have a holiday giveaway this year. Well, I'm going to acquire some sort of item and uh, for our holiday show coming up here in December, I will have a giveaway item for a good. Our December 1st live... show? Maybe maybe our December 1st show. That's We're going to have Jack Ramsey on that week. That's going to be fun. Yeah, we won't give away a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup pie, <laughs> but we will we will have something gopher themed to give away, and I'll and I'll ship it to somebody who makes a nice little comment. Comment, there you go. Comment of the night. Oh yeah, let's bring back the old Casey Hankins and Jerry. please don't. Please don't. <laughs> My eyes can't take that. <laughs> Dazzle fabric was such a '90s phenomenon. It's like just North Dakota you- loved it. Just because you can make it doesn't mean you should. 
hey, that that great 2007 Final Five final. Gophers in dazzle gold. North Dakota in dazzle green. My photos look great. I loved that contrast, but yeah. I thought we were going to get a color game this year in Wisconsin when Wisconsin did their red out. I thought the Gophers, because they wore their gold breezers for that game, I thought they were going to wear their gold Gopher jerseys. Who got gold on red? If someone was in charge of marketing, they might have figured that out and they might have sold the gold jerseys or something, you know? You know, I was shocked a couple of years ago when somebody actually came up with the idea of, of auctioning off the Wooger jerseys. Mm hmm. You see that at every school all the time, and it's like it took the Gophers 15 years to figure that out. Well, they had to have an extra set of jerseys, too. I know the U is a little tight on ordering new jerseys for the hockey program. The men's. So, the men's. Well, you know, it's difficult. It's challenging. I know. It shouldn't be. Let, let's get back to hockey. Oh, yes. I, I, I can talk about attendance and merchandise and marketing and ticket prices and TV and radio, and Star Tribune only covering Friday games, not Saturday games. But maybe that's the key. Maybe that's the key this year, is that the, the players are upset about the Star Tribune covering Friday night games, so they don't play well, and then the Star Tribune isn't there on Saturday, and they can focus. Maybe that's it. Nobody was there except for Jess Myers and myself and the Daily on Friday. And the Daily, was, kids, the daily kids are so... Raw, they didn't ask any questions when, when Moscow was there. It would just ask every question. He's like, thanks, guys. <laughs> well, I was in a little bit of a quarantine situation. I had my, my son had a close contact that ended up not being a close contact. But uh -oh. um, I thought I'd, I should just stay away for the weekend, get a COVID test to make sure that I wasn't going to get the team with an outbreak from me. That would That would not go over well. Any updates on injuries, Viggs, from Gopher Paul Live again? Gopher Paul Live, you are a fanatic fan. Uh, Cruz Lucius uh, should be back, or uh, Chaz Lucius, I mean. I was just thinking about recruiting as well. Yep. We'll talk about That's that a little okay. bit. But um, Chaz is going to be back. His upper body injury has had enough time to heal, so he's practicing. Uh, Grant Kruchank, not ready yet. He's still dealing with that lower body stuff. I don't even really think he's skating Right now, they're just trying to rest that up. It's probably going to be a little bit longer. Uh, ben Myers, as we said, is back. Yeah, to I was going to ask about that. Yeah, because he was playing injured, not nothing severe, but it did look like he kind of had his his groove back this past weekend. Yes, he was shooting the puck much better, handling the puck much better. I think things are feeling much better in that aspect. Did you get to so watch practice uh, this week? I did not get to watch practice this week. Just kind of curious if he kept if he's keeping those you know lines and defensive pairings he put together on Saturday or not. Yeah, I think it's going to be a mystery this weekend. He was kind of coy about how he was going to handle the lineup because he he's like Lucius is a pretty solid player, so he's probably going to find his way back in the lineup somehow. And uh, you know they don't have a ton of options at defense, so we'll see what happens there. Got a question from uh, Facebook here, Viggs, if I can get the show. Oops, wrong one. Oh, wrong one. Sorry, here we go. John Doherty. Big day with the NLI signings. Who's ready next year? And do we have room for all these kids? Well, we talked about the room. We think the defensive kids probably okay, but uh, big day. We got a, we had a lot of kids sign over the past week. 
Yeah, I think especially as we look at the forwards, I think this is kind of a sign that we won't be seeing guys play a fifth year. I think that was kind okay. of a question whether okay. or not some seniors were coming back. You know, I think they've got uh, six forwards signed now to the group here, or five forwards, maybe six. I think that means there's going to be some churn. Uh, I'm, it's hard to know exactly who's going to be ready. You know, Snuggerud had just had a great weekend with the US 18 team over in Switzerland. You know, he had two hat tricks, played really well, but his game has kind of been up and down. So he was kind of a late bloomer who people were thinking, you know, maybe like a mid-round pick at the NHL draft. You know, maybe now he's, you know, coming up a little bit, maybe a second-round pick or, you know, if he keeps going like this, who knows? Um, Cruz Lucius has done really well, but he's injured right now for the U.S. development program. So, you know, his development could be staggered a little bit. One player who's really doing really well is Connor Kurth. He's lighting it up for Dubuque in the USHL. He's an older guy who was undrafted last year. I think probably because of the COVID season, he didn't get a lot of looks. You know, the same thing with Luke Middlestat. I think people were a little unsure, you know, what path those guys were on. But Connor Kurth has looked really good so far in the USHL. Okay, the big question for me, Vegas, is, you know, you mentioned a little older player. Are they getting older with this recruiting class? Well, they're going to have a balance. Okay. You know, Charlie okay. Strobel, Garrett Pitomini, you know, those guys are going to be 21 years old when they step on campus as freshmen. You know, Kurth is a guy who's going to be a little bit older. You know, he already passed through one year of his draft eligibility. So he's a little bit older. Okay. Um, you know, guys like Snuggerud, obviously a, a young guy, Lucius, young guy. Um, on defense, you know, Chesley, he's kind of a younger guy. He's a draft eligible, uh, but really talented, big shot, physical player. Probably maturity wise, he's older than his birth age, if that okay. makes sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, Middle stats having a real good season in the USHL. He's an older guy now because he went through his draft eligibility last year. So, you know, they still have a couple young players, but the majority of the class is, is experienced type guys. Kurth will be the knives of 2022. We could always hope players will be the knives of any year because I like the knives. <laughs> yeah, we'll see if his foot speed is there. I think that was the big surprise with knives, how well he moves on his feet. You know, he Nyes is really impressed with his skating right from the start. The first practice I saw this year, I saw him doing his stop and start transitions in the zone, battling for pucks. I was like, okay, this guy's going to be a special player. He knows what he's doing. He's not looping around. You know, Kurth, we'll see if the foot speed is there. You know, that is always kind of a risk with some of these players. Can they create at the higher level? I've always liked the way that Myers protects the puck. If Nyes, with his size, could do something similar, and he's he's kind of doing a pretty good job. He, a lot of times he's doing a lot of stick handling, maybe not protecting the puck as much, but if Nyes is a kid that can protect the puck similar to, to Myers, boy, the sky is unlimited for him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's also a skill that you have to develop a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, for a player like him, who's always been one of the biggest players on the ice, you know, his reach is really what allows him to protect the puck. A lot of times he doesn't have to use his body to kind of put it in the way. Once he learns that skill though, his ground game in the offensive zone is just going to go up and up because he looks really good in transition. He looks pretty comfortable in space, but just that creating, 
you know, goals out of the run of play is something that'll be important for him as he develops. All right, Viggs, let's uh, let's head to this weekend. Penn State comes to town. Penn State uh, started off okay. You know, they they beat North Dakota and and Nashville. We're looking good. Hit the Big Ten and hit the brakes. It's yeah. been a rough go for uh, the Nittany Lions starting off the season. And we're hoping it's a rough go for them this weekend and basically put them in the rearview mirror. Because you go 0-6 to start the season, Viggs, you're, you're probably done. Quite honestly. I mean, it's going to be difficult, I think, for a team like that to compete for the title. But I still think you'd have a chance at home ice, perhaps. If you can recover from it, but it would be very helpful for Minnesota to put two W's on the board this weekend and maybe, you know, not have to have a trip to happy Valley. (laughs) You know, you don't want to have a trip to happy Valley. That means something right now. There's a lot of demons there. Let's get rid of those demons. Kill the demons. You'd like to exercise those, wouldn't you? Yes. And we were, hoping to get is, it, we were hoping to get it a couple years ago and it just damn COVID. I, I think Penn State plays a style that really hurt the Gophers in that end of the Lucia era mm-hmm. and the start of the Moscow era. They're so aggressive. They're so in your face. It does kind of remind me of like North Dakota light. So this is a good weekend i think for minnesota to play a team like this you know the schedule worked out well because penn state plays aggressive all over the ice they're going to be in your face they're going to try to hit you they're going to throw pucks at net and they're going to try to create traffic so i think it's good prep for that black friday game coming up to play a team like this and i think a team like this could also be good for jack lafontaine too because he's going to see a lot lot of of shots shots. yep you know and, and they should be shots from the outside that he should get a good feel out of. And, you know, I did see some of practice where they're working with the goalies about handling traffic and rebounds and finding pucks and and covering the bottom of the net and and staying, you know, big with their chest. You know, those are important things when you play teams like Penn state, North Dakota. So it could be a wake up weekend for him too. I would be glad if it was just a wake up weekend period. Winning both games, you know, good four to one, you know, five to two scores. Let's let's get some Culvers going again, Viggs. Come on, Culvers is definitely in play this weekend. I hope so. You know, there's going to be enough offense available out there. I think the problem or the 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 pitfall for the Gophers is getting into a run and gun game with Penn State when Minnesota doesn't really have to do that. You know, if they can get some ground game going, they can kind of control the game a little bit easier. They just have to be wary about Penn State because they like to fly forwards out of the zone all the time. It's like beer league hockey sometimes with them. As soon as they think there's like a 50-50 transition opportunity, that high forward's going to start leaving the zone just a little bit. So Minnesota has to really be aware of that. It caught like, him a couple times, you know, yeah. two, three years ago. Like, like our boy Bacardio taking off. Yeah, the difference is that Bacardio would get caught if the puck did actually get to him. You know, some of these forwards Penn State has are not going to be caught from behind once they get going. <laughs> and they can finish. Give me a prediction, Viggs. 
You know, I, I did go with the split last weekend, and I was correct. I even got the Knights right. I predicted a loss on Friday and a win on Saturday. I think this weekend, I think the over-under, the overs are in play. I think the over-under is going to be around five and a half or six. I think we see lots of goals this weekend. I think we see a gopher split. Sorry. I'm kind of with you, Viggs, until they can prove to me that they can play the way they should be playing with all this talent and coming together, I'm, I would have to say, you know, four points max. Yeah, I just... And you know what? Gophers, make us eat our words. I would love to see a couple 4 nothing games. I'd love Bingo. 5 nothing. to see a couple, couple 4 nothing. Couple, couple Culver's games. couple 5 nothing Culver's games. But I just think there's going to be enough goals out there where I don't, I don't know how it's going to work out for Minnesota. And I think a split is probably the expectation right now for me, even though at the start of the season, this was a clear sweep for me. Okay, here's Jared Klein. Did he? Oops, sorry, I lost it there. Did he? Did I miss it? Or did John Middlestead not sign an NLI yet? He has not signed, so that is a situation to watch. Uh, you know, he turns 21 on October 1st. So I don't know if there's some sort of weird timing with USHL where he can play some junior, but I think he's going to age out. So I'll have to, I'll have to dig into my USHL overage <laughs> rules because I know it's changed a couple times over the years, but they, they didn't have any special COVID rules. <laughs> I don't know if they had any special COVID rules. Um, so something to watch, and I I do think the Gophers will probably need a goalie too. I don't think they can get Jack back for a six year. No, and with uh, Boynton's supposed to be the guy. I thought. He is, but he hasn't he hasn't practiced. You know, he hasn't practiced enough to to even really warrant getting playing time right now. So yeah. that's kind of a scary thing. You know, is he gonna go a whole year without really playing? Yeah, that's and kind I, of a Yeah, and right deal. now if if like say let's say Jack had a bad game, they somebody gets pulled middle of the game, it's gonna be close. It's gonna be I close. For I don't now. see Boynton. Yeah. But we'll no, see Boynton USA you under eighteen. No doubt we'll see him there. He'll get a period, probably the third. Um, but like you said, he's been out. You know, he had the surgery. He has an illness. Some bad luck for the poor kid. <laughs> yeah, bad luck for him. You know, they do have a commit, Owen Bardo Skiwitz. I don't. I haven't got the pronunciation yet. You know, he's an option, but there's always the portal. You know, Bob has often said that he's not a fan of the portal, except until he, he's a fan of the portal. <laughs> except he'll see he can see it be working for goalies. You know, because a goaltender, there's only one net, and it's worked for them getting Jack. You know, and you know Jared's finding a net here in Wisconsin. Maybe the Gophers might need a portal goalie next year if they don't think one of their commits is ready. Because Peshora, who's the other commit. You know, he's struggling to find a place to even play right now. So I think his, you know, college hockey future is even in jeopardy. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But, you know, it's not real clear who that third goalie would be even yet. You got anything else for us, Viggs? Looking Save forward it for to this overtime, weekend. maybe. Yeah, looking forward to this weekend. 
You know, I'm, I'm a little surprised that Bob hasn't uh, brought out the stick a little bit more with some of his players and the discipline stuff. You know, Walker takes those penalties on Friday night against Ohio State and the Gophers get a power play chance and he's right out there with the first unit. So, you know, I've often heard that you uh, don't ask like a guy who paints walls to do the frescoes at the, you know, cathedrals. You know, you got to stick with your artists and, and coddle them a little bit, even though it's hard, I think, for the fans to deal with that. But, uh, you know, you need your talented players to find their game at some point. And, and Bob has been at this a long time. Yeah. And he has a little bit more patience than I do. And I think a lot of our <laughs> listeners. Exactly. And, you know, they're building this team for March. So I think if we see these same mistakes happen, you know, the next three weeks here, this is a kind of a critical phase, I think, for this program to put themselves on a trajectory where they want to go. They need to play well these next three weekends. And it all will happen on Friday night with the start. Let's get her done. Let's get her done. All right, Viggs. You know, that's going to do it for uh, this uh, week for the GPL podcast. We'll be back next week with Mr. Schlossman talking some North Dakota hockey. And then, uh, you know, it's it you know it's almost break time. We're getting there. For those of you watching, currently watching live, stay tuned for a little bit of overtime. For the rest of you, we'll see you next week.